The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Joining us now is uh, Professor Bruce Ashford, the, uh, the, um, from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and author of Letters to an American Christian. How are you, Professor? Hey, man, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks. And I realize now yeah. that I... Uh, I, I should have included a, a chapter on uh, sensitivity training. <laughs> exactly. See, that's, that's what you've missed as part of it. <laughs> I love the concept of your book, though, uh, Letters to an American Christian, because you're, you're really tackling a lot of these issues we're talking about right now. Yeah, you know, I think the, the past 10 or 12 years in American politics and public life, you know, have been like a never-ending carnival of political wedgies, you know, for <laughs> And uh, I think we're trying to figure out, you know, the ground's been shifting beneath us, and we're trying to figure out how can we, uh, you know, how can we respond and bring our Christianity into an interface with uh, basically secular progressivism. So in this book, I write 27 uh, brief, really brief, fun letters to a college student uh, named Christian, who's at an elite uh, public university, and I coach him on how to not become, you know, basically a... um, a leftist robot by the time he graduates. Wow. That and that's a problem and it's it's incremental too. It's not like you're you're given this whole, you know, heaping pile of bad. It's a little well, you got what about this? And they challenge you on this and you slowly move that needle and before you know it, you're you're sunk. Yeah, that's you, you know, they uh, they had some studies come out in the past month or two, a couple of different uh studies um Chronicle of Higher, Higher Education did that ranked the top uh, humanities colleges in uh, the country, and you had a a pretty good number of them that didn't have more than, say, one or two Republican politicians, uh, you know, on on faculty for the entire university. So a guy, you know, a a young kid goes to college um, and uh, really doesn't even have a chance sometimes, I feel like. So this book is just, I wrote it, you know, for someone to uh, to read at the beach or in an armchair. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I hope it, uh, what it does is, you know, teaches a, a Christian how to have that combination of truth and grace in the public square, that we've got certain truth content on gender, sexuality. Uh, we joked about the net, Netflix sensitivity mm-hmm. training. Right. Um, you, know, the, you know, I think that's just kind of a, I think that's actually a, the fact that they have to have Netflix sensitivity training is kind of a backlash <laughs> to, the fact, to the fact that uh, they don't know what to think about sexual harassment or, or right. uh, yeah, they're just all over the place. It's funny too. You mentioned grace, and that wow. We mentioned the the being graceful and gracious to people uh, just last week. That was something that came up because I think we've lost that. And here's the balance, Professor. I think is that Chris and I were just we're busting on sensitivity training. We don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. We don't want well a couple of people, but those are certain people that we don't like. But most of the people we don't want to be uncomfortable around the office. We want people to be happy. So if I really knew something I was doing around the office was bothering people, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to whatever. So I think there has to be a little bit of responsibility on somebody who is potentially offended to say that bothers me. Let me walk away. Let me not be a part of it. Now, if somebody follows them and harasses them, that's bad. But I would say that about all of these issues, a little personal responsibility to say that's not what I want. I just won't be a part of it. Yeah, see, you know, there, there's a there's a great sociologist, a Jewish guy named Philip Reef. He died, I don't know, six or eight years ago. He wrote an incredible book called My Life Among the Death Works. And what he argued, I think, is kind of underneath what you guys were getting at today. He argued that for the past 50 years or so in American life that um, our cultural elite, and he calls them the officer class, have engaged in a historically unprecedented project 
to try to sever religion from public life. In other words, to remove all influence of uh, basically Judeo-Christian morality. And what he warned, and he started warning this 30, 40 years ago, he said the consequences are going to be awful. If you remove the moral framework from our public life, there's going to be a backlash. And I think we're experiencing a backlash right now. Harvey Weinstein and these guys have done some pretty awful stuff. So you have people on the left now who have no moral framework, and so they're kind of throwing together these sensitivity training rules, these kind of awkward and weird and sometimes obvious rules, you know, about not going up to an office worker and hugging them from behind for 30 seconds, you know? Right. You know, so it's, 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 uh, it's one of the consequences of uh, trying to socially engineer our country by uh, removing, um, you know, uh, the sort of moral framework that underpinned it for the past two or 300 years. Well, I think what that does, too, it, it brings up the loopholes. It's the letter versus the spirit of the law. If it's, if it's on you, if you have this moral framework, you know what you're doing. I mean, God, God writes his commandments in our heart. We know that, okay? So if your conscience is telling you, you know, maybe I shouldn't have had that lingering from behind hug for seven minutes while they were trying to fight me <laughs> off, right? I mean, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But if I know the rule is seven point, you know, one minutes, I'm like, hey, I'm cool because it said, in other words, we go to that letter of the law, what the office says or the law says or your community standard, as opposed to you inside saying, don't be that way, treat people better. Yeah, you know, one of, one of the things this, this book argues is that it argues that religion and politics can't be separated, all right? So, um, and you know, when I'm, ta- when I'm talking religion, I'm not just talking about morality, sexual morality. I mean, I think the, that the Christian faith in one way or another has got deep level principles that speak into all of the different policy issues we've got right now. Um, and you've got people on the left who are, are trying to sideline us and, and sort of hand, handcuff us and, and muffle us. Uh, peaceful coexistence. I don't know if you remember that document yep. from about two years ago, United States Civil Rights Commission. Martin Castro, no relation, I presume, to uh, Fidel Castro, <laughs> was, was their chairman. And in this document, here's what he says. I want to quote it. The phrases religious liberty and religious freedom stand for nothing except for hypocrisy because they are code words for discrimination, intolerance, racism, sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia, and other forms of intolerance. So I don't think any of us are surprised that somebody on the left would say that. But I was a little bit surprised that the chairman of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission would say that in a public document. So what you have here is you have uh, people who are members of basically the secular progressive religion, an ideology functions like a religion. They're trying to kick our God out the front door while whistling their own in through the back. Mm. And in this book, Letters to an American Christian, I'm trying to coach not just college students, but American Christians in general, to know what we believe, to have something to say when we go into a conversation, and maybe even have a shot at, uh, at being persuasive, at, uh, at winning people over. We're going to have to do that. We're so tribalized and polarized right now. Uh, you know, I publish, I, I write regularly for Fox News Opinion, and I don't know if you've ever read the comment strings on those articles. It's incredible. <laughs> God, they're awful. It's the, uh, it's the worst know, of humanity. Online oh, blogs and comments are, are the worst of humanity. Oh, oh, just idiots and jackasses. I mean, just yep. honestly, just ugly, nasty stuff. And we've got to find a better way forward. And so I want us as Christians to be able to have uh, know what we believe, to be able to win people over and persuade them. And like you guys on, on your show, have a little fun doing it, right? Yeah. I think that's the key. Have a little fun. That's a, well, and because often religion becomes or your faith becomes very stuffy, it's very serious and stuffy and whatever, which obviously it is important and serious to people. But, you know, God created humor, too. 
Yeah, he did, actually. You know, there's an argument to be made there. It's not a funny one. But God gave us laughter, you know, I think as uh, something redemptive in the midst of a, a world that's, uh, you know, can be pretty ugly and, and painful. And, uh, you know, you've got a lot of people who are depressive right now. Suicide is up. You've got people who are economically frustrated. Economic frustrations yep. drove the last election cycle. I think humor is a, a big part of the way that, that uh, God gives us a little bit of uh, uh, goodness in a world that's not always so good. I think you're right. Uh, I think the book is uh, a great concept. I look forward to uh, reading through it. It's uh, uh, Letters to an American Christian from Professor Bruce Ashford. And what we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to it, Professor, so people can check it out. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I no, appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.